You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are welcome back to the Honest to God series. I am Ahanu, and Angel Rose is not with me today, but she is very much in my thoughts because she is the one who stimulates and initiates a lot of this. And this session continues our promised discussion about life, aging, and death. You may remember from the previous experience entitled, Why Did He Die?, that I spoke of my first son's death on my birthday. It was also his birthday. He was four months old to the day. And we christened him Ryan Columbus because we had been traveling so much during the pregnancy and he had also been moving around so much in the womb that we called him Columbus after the great traveler. And then we found out several months later he was born on the day Columbus discovered America 500 years before, the day known in America as Columbus Day. So that was his name and such a long-standing impact did his death have on me that I wrote a book called The Reincarnation of Columbus. That's now in the hands of a screenwriter to be made into a movie. We will come back to movies in a few moments, but if you'd like a copy of The Reincarnation of Columbus, it is available on Amazon, and you'll find it also at thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. All of this came up again when we were in California, in a little mountain town called Julian, when we were having some of their famous Julian apple pie. And Angel Rose raised the question, why do we age? And is aging a result of the mass consciousness. In other words, do we age only because there's a kind of collective agreement out there that we see others aging and therefore we expect that we'll age? And because we see others die, we die. And that resurrected Columbus and led us on to this beautiful discussion of the theatre of our lives. Listen closely now as I create a movie in your mind. Many years ago, we went to see a Hollywood satire called Simone. And Simone is the story of a disillusioned Hollywood producer played by Al Pacino, who creates the first totally believable synthetic actress called Simone. However, swept up by her instant success, including a major singing career, the producer cannot bear to admit his fraud to the world or to himself. And what we found interesting about all of this was the name Simone. It's better pronounced S1M1 because it is actually spelled S number one M O N E and pronounced Simone, but it was written as S1M1, which meant that it was simulation number one. I don't want to spoil the story for anybody, but I recommend that you watch it because it's a beautiful construction. It's a beautiful rendition of one man's idea of what he thinks reality is. I mentioned screenwriting and like Simone, 
I believe we are constantly writing our story to be acted out on the big screen of our lives. I will use the metaphor of the movies to explain what's going on here. So imagine a movie theater and this earth reality is what's playing in the movie. Imagine we're all in the movie and everybody in there is an actor or an actress on a set, all just creating digital data on a screen. And we're playing out these parts and it's all scripted in advance. You say this, I'll say that. You come into my life just then, we'll have this relationship. You have that relationship. I'll buy your house. You buy my house. I'll sail in your yacht. I'll go broke. You become a millionaire. You commit murder. We'll have this war. I get shot here. We'll get married there. We'll have 10 babies and blah, 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 so on. We create this fantastic construct that is so brilliantly created that we believe every moment is real. So here we are in this movie called Life. What we don't know is that there's an entrance door and an exit door. And the creator of the movie, the owner of the studio, knows the entrance door is there and knows the exit door is there. But we don't. So we're living in this reality. And apparently that's the extent of our understanding. The four walls of the studio are the extent of our reality. This helps explain why when we dream, we only dream within the confines of our own awareness. I've never heard of anybody dreaming something that's outside of this reality. It also explains why if you don't speak Arabic, for example, or Italian or German, you don't dream in that language until you know it. We've also interviewed several people who had near-death experiences, or what are known as NDEs, and most of them report they meet the people they're familiar with. They might see their parents or their children or whoever coming towards them, greeting them. Their relations are usually all there and some even report that if they are Christian, for example, they'll see Jesus or if they are Muslim, they may well see Muhammad. Why is that? It's because they are still inside the movie theatre of their plane of existence. It's the only thing that makes sense when you think about it. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to gain a full understanding of it. But stay with it and dwell on it and it'll begin to make sense for you too. Two years ago we made a video from an Akashic Record session called Is the Tunnel of Light a Trick? Well. That episode of the Honest to God series on YouTube attracted more views and comments than anything else that we've ever done. It sparked something in people. It's obviously something that people are concerned about, or they're aware of at least, or they could even be afraid of it. That tunnel of light is the tunnel of light a trick. And in the comments on that video, there were religious people giving their impressions there were non-religious people giving their impressions. And of course, we were giving our impressions too. So we're all in the same soup. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same movie. The outcome 
or the conclusion of that episode is the tunnel of light a trick was it can be a trick if that's what you believe it to be or if that's what you desire it to be why is this important and why is it coming up now because we're now of the understanding we create the planes of existence before birth we create the planes of existence during life and we create the planes of existence after death therefore when we die if you encounter a tunnel of light that's a trick you've created that but what's more interesting now in the light of our experience in Julian in California was if you never leave the movie after you die it means you're still in the theater so you're still here well Angel Rose concluded from the session on the tunnel of light that the sensation the near-death people experienced was a compaction of the cells which gives them the experience of a tunnel of light the trick was they ended up coming back here and to our understanding now they never left in the first place that also explains why we experience ghosts and spirits in this plane of existence it explains why we experience reincarnation it has to mean they've never left so where are dead people well depending on the level of consciousness they're at they've created varying levels of experience varying levels of existence after the sensation of death so to use our little metaphor of the movie theater again they're in a different scene they're into a different episode as it were they're into a different part of the theater they're showing on a different movie screen and not on the one that you and I are watching right now let's continue to run with this movie script for a few more moments because it's important really for us to understand this whole idea of what we're capable of and who we really are in our current understanding of reality we've never once left the movie theater we've never stepped outside the studio what would happen if we stepped through the exit door ponder that for a moment because if you step outside the theater door you'd realize that you're in what could be likened to a Hollywood style production set where there's not just one theater creating a movie there could be 20 there could be a hundred in a line there could be a thousand movie sets in this one compound all creating different movies and you could just walk down the avenue and step into another theater and in there they're making a movie about aliens or the origin of mankind or dinosaurs or nuclear war or the sound of music or the apocalypse who knows the possibilities are endless but the important thing is you're not in the original movie theater anymore that life has gone if you were a master though and if you had the knowledge you could step back into that original theater again as some masters have done and continue to do but most likely 
you will keep going on down the street and stepping into different theatres and immersing yourself in different experiences, in different realities as you go. I'm going to leave it there because that's a lot to digest and it's enough for us to contemplate on for the moment. So when we come back in our next episode on the Honest to God series, we want to talk about what it would be like being the creator of the movie. Imagine being the actual director of the theatre, of the movie, of your life. What does it mean to be the director of your life? Let's find out in the next episode of the Honest to God series. You have been listening to myself, Ahanu, and Angie Rose, who spawns all these marvellous questions with her brilliant thinking. So until next time, thank you and bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.